Welcome to Hearsay on the Air, episode 103. We love to make great products. Our mission is to make the world more open and connected. Google's mission is to organize Yahoo the is about Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay on the Air. I'm your host, Victor Gaxiola. So as many of you may know, that one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is the opportunity to invite some of our own customers to share how they and their agents and advisors are using Hearsay in order to empower their connection with their customers and potential prospects. And so at the tail end of March, we had the good fortune of inviting Berdia Chambers, who's the uh, head of social and digital strategy at Prudential Advisors, to join us on a very special webcast that we recorded to talk about how they are using hearsay messages in order to empower these advisors within Prudential to test out how to connect with customers. And we wanted to illustrate is exactly how Prudential went about going through the process of identifying first the challenges associated with bringing in a messaging solution, what were some of the things that they learned early on? And then more importantly, what were some of the outcomes and best practices that we learned throughout the process? So partnering very closely with Prudential as one of our early adopters in the messages program, we work very closely with their team. So the hearsay team work very closely with the Prudential team. And so this recorded webcast is really to help illustrate that story. So for today's podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to replay the entire webcast shortly after the introductions and the housekeeping items went through. And we encourage you to listen. And if you have any questions, please feel free to use hashtag hearsay messages, which was the hashtag for the actual webcast. Or you can also use hashtag HS on air, which is the hashtag for this program. And let us know if you have any questions after the fact. Now, throughout the podcast, we also make reference to specific slides that were being shown uh, during the webcast. We'll also include a link to those deck slides so you can reference them after listening to the podcast. But we just thought that there is going to be an audience that might be able to not necessarily sit down, watch the entire replay of the webcast. But for most people, when they listen to podcasts, they're driving the car, they're walking the dog, maybe they're out in the gym exercising. So we just wanted to be sure to present this material and this content in this format for those that would prefer to just listen only. And as soon as we finish, I'll come back and just give a few closing notes. And with that, um, here we go. This is the webcast recorded with Berdia Chambers from Prudential that was recorded at the tail end of March. We hope you enjoy it. When we looked at Hearsay messages, one of the things that's extremely important is to note just how much text messaging and SMS is taking place in today's business environment, how we communicate not only with each other, but how brands communicate with their customers. As a matter of fact, based on some statistics that we received, over 98% of texts are open, but more importantly, 90% of those texts are open within the first three minutes. 
It is today the most responsive form of communication. It's how we communicate when we're on the go. And it's the way clients talk to brands and brands talk to clients and how we talk to each other. So it's something that's pervasive in our business environment. And one-on-one messaging is so key in creating deeper relationships. So we're going to focus and dive a little bit deeper about how that's being used in financial services and very specifically within Prudential. So let's go through the agenda of today's presentation. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about the discovery process that Prudential went through how they, and how they went about partnering with us here at Hearsay to overcome some of the challenges when it comes to introducing text messaging within their organization. We want to spend quite a bit of time with Berdia talking about outcomes and best practices. So what have we learned through this process and what are we learning about how it's being used by the advisors of Prudential? And then, like I mentioned before, at the very end, we'll save some time for the questions that we're going to be uh, compiling through Twitter and also compiling through the chat feature. So once again, please use hashtag hearsay messages. So let's get started. So first, I'd love to introduce once again, Berdia Chambers of Prudential. Uh, why don't you begin by sharing with us a little bit about your role, Berdia? Thanks, Victor. Uh, so I'm the head of social and digital strategy at Prudential Advisors. So I really oversee the strategic initiatives that give our advisors as well as our recruiters the ability to digitally engage with their clients and business contacts. Well, thank you. So we have uh, talked about text messaging for quite some time, Berdia, and I know that you've been great about joining us, not only at a roundtable we had in New York, but also joining us for a special dinner that we had in Toronto. When we look at text messaging and when you were going through that discovery process, what we'd love to understand and to share with the audience today is what were some of the catalysts and the conversations that really drove you into this direction and what were you looking to solve? So there were quite a few catalysts, I would say. Uh, so for over the past few years, our advisors have been really anxious to communicate with their clients via text. Uh, mm -hmm. So for the past, I would say maybe two to three years, we've been looking for a solution that would give them this capability because our policy prohibits uh, our, our advisors from communicating via text with their clients. So we really had a need to find an efficient mechanism that was really going to address their need to be able to communicate with their clients via text, but also give us a solution to make sure that we could satisfy our regulatory obligations and, you know, be able to archive and capture and monitor uh, the information in terms of a solution that will really be, meet and align with our business needs. Right. And so it takes a village when it comes to creating any new technology within an organization. So who was involved in this discovery process and how did you go about evaluating the opportunity? Well, you said it takes a village. It was a pretty large village, I'll say. <laughs> uh, we, so first I'll mention our control partners. And, you know, our control partners are in the loop every step of the way. Uh, so we make sure that from our compliance team, our risk management team, as well as our legal team, that they're involved at the concept phase. So, you know, mm -hmm. I mentioned that we, we took a lot of time in order to really evaluate and, and really kind of assess, you know, certain platforms to determine if they, they met our needs. So our control partners are able to weigh in and, and really give us the advice and the legal counsel that we need in order to be able to move forward uh, and have a solution that's compliant and meets our needs. In addition to that, uh, with, you know, hearsay messages, 
we, it's not only a compliance solution, but it's also a, a technology solution. So we mm-hmm. make sure that our technology team is in the step early on while we're discussing everything to make sure that we're covering our bases from that aspect as well. And then last but not least, we also make sure that our senior leadership team is involved every step of the way. And the reason being is because texting is so highly regulated, we want to make sure that we have the buy-in across the board and we make sure that our senior leadership team is involved to make sure that we have buy-in from all of the control partners and business partners that are involved as well as impacted by a solution such as this. Yeah, well, senior leadership is very key, and especially in the adoption of any new technology. And, you know, and after listening to the process that you went through for text messaging, it's not too dissimilar from the similar process that a lot of organizations go through in their evaluation of social. Um, however, I do know that the regulations for texting are different. So can you expand on how those regulations differ? Yeah, the, 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 the regulations for texting are different. Um, you know, what we found is that, you know, we, like I said, we evaluated quite a few things, quite a few platforms. And for us, the deciding factor for moving forward with hearsay messages was the client attestation. Uh, so what the client attestation does is it gives, the, gives our advisors, rather, the ability to uh, have their clients opt in first before sending them a text message. So that was really the distinguishing factor for us uh, that helped us to move forward and also customize, uh, you know, the solution in order to make sure we, it, it meets our needs. So I want to shift gears now, Berdia, and taking a look at how you went about partnering with Hearsay. So we talk about the fact that you had developed a group of stakeholders within Prudential. So your village of Prudential came out and engaged the village of Hearsay. And we bring them together. And so recognizing that this discovery process was a direction that you knew you wanted to take a Prudential, how did we here at Hearsay partner with you to solve this? Well, I have to say the partnership is very strong. And we've been working together for some time now, you know, not only through social media, but also with the newly added Hearsay messages to our strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a running joke, I would say, within the team where, you know, sometimes we, we say that the Hearsay team will probably have a prudential bag soon uh, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there have been so many discussions. And, you know, sometimes, you know, at Prudential, we may ask for quite a few things or have quite a few requests. Uh, so the hearsay team has been very supportive in terms of, you know, accommodating our requests and, and helping us have the necessary items to, to make sure that the solution does meet our, our needs. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, the aspects of change management when it came out to this rollout process? So we operate in more of an agile test and learn environment. So we always start small and then work our way up. Uh, so we started with a, a small pilot to really test out our processes, make sure our processes work, and then if there's something that we need to change before we roll out and, and modify along the way, we can do that. Uh, so we've, you know, launched and then we roll out later in the year. So mm-hmm. right now we have plans in order to um, to roll out the, the Hearsay Messages product to our advisors, and we're partnering very closely with Hearsay to develop not only short-term plans, but also long-term plans to make sure we have a successful implementation that I'm looking forward to. Well, that's great. So now what I'd love to be able uh, to talk about is we talked about the discovery process. You've talked about partnering with Hearsay. 
So let's talk about now about outcomes uh, and the feedback and some of the best practices that you learned. So now that you've launched the product, uh, what's been the feedback and the reaction from the field? And have you started to um, pick up and identify early indicators of use? So I'm happy to say that the feedback has been very positive thus far. Uh, and the feedback here has been so far consistent with the feedback that we've had with our social implementation, whereas, you know, it's that the, the app is very intuitive, it's very easy to use, and, you know, for a long time now, our advisors have not been able to communicate with their clients via text. So the feedback that we receive is that the clients are also happy that they're able to communicate with them uh, via this new communication medium that they previously didn't have. So mm-hmm. a lot of excitement. And I want to point out for those of you that are on the webcast that what you're seeing on screen right now is a slide that shows the hearsay messages application. On the left-hand side, it's on the Android device. And on the right-hand side, it's the iOS. And next, what we'd love to be able to share is, Verdia, we had asked if you wouldn't mind asking the folks in the field for a couple of quotes and things that your advisors are saying. So can we walk through a few of these? Yes, we definitely can. Uh, so, so first, uh, one of our advisors who I would say uses the app every day uh, basically gave us feedback saying they can't imagine anyone not using it, and everyone communicates via text now. So mm-hmm. this is you know, someone who, who recognizes you know, innovation, who recognizes that you know, their, their clients, are, they have smartphones, they're texting, and they're you know, very anxious and excited to be able to communicate uh, with their clients via this, this mechanism. Let's take a look at another quote here. So it's a new generation. Texting is one of the main ways to communicate. Uh, So we also have feedback uh, from some of our advisors thus far in terms of they know which clients are going to want to text. You know, there's some who, you know, may not be as quick to, you know, pick up the phone and text, but they are using the best communication form at the time that their client needs to be communicated with. Um, so they're recognizing, the, you know, the different generations and, and how to, to really communicate with them and land their message in the right way. And I think we have one more. So, uh, yes, uh, I make it part of the process. I send text when in a meeting or on the phone. Uh, so this is basically, I think I mentioned the, the client attestation uh, before. So here, one of the things that this references is basically having a conversation with your mm-hmm. client. Uh, you know, this is something that's new that our advisors were not able to do before. So they have actually conversations with the client to say, you know what, you can communicate with me via text now. Uh, I'm able to do this. Uh, you know, there is an attestation process. You know, we give them language in terms of explaining why there's an attestation process uh, so that way they can really integrate this into the discussions that they have with their clients. So without a doubt, the quotes that you receive, they're basically testaments that we've seen as a result of how people are using text messaging to communicate with their clients and potential prospects. And, you know, Brittany, anytime I do presentations in front of groups, whether it's at an industry event, one of our customer events, I always ask the audience if they have their cell phone or smartphone within arm's reach. And everybody always has this thing within arm's reach. So it's definitely now meeting a need. And the message here is the fact that it is available for financial services. So uh, you identified when we had an early conversation about two different groups of advisors uh, that uh, were looking at implementation and some of the challenges you had there. So 
So, you know, we mentioned uh, early indicators of use. So, you know, an early indicator so far, I think we, we have two groups of advisors, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, and this speaks to some of the feedback that we received thus far. You know, you have one group who are they're tech savvy. You know, they embrace innovation. They're ready for something new. They want to use it. They're really first in line to start using it and start texting away. And then you have the second group, and I think the second group is the group who may not necessarily need, understand the need for a compliance solution, may mm-hmm. not understand the need for having a separate app, um, you know, separate from their personal app in order to be able to communicate with their clients. So what we're doing for that second group is we are ramping up our efforts from an education standpoint. So we're really reinforcing the regulatory landscape around this. Uh, and educating them on why, you know, a compliance solution is needed, why it's a separate app, and those things. So we definitely think that that will will help address the second group. Again, uh, similar to the same kind of process that we saw in social from the standpoint that you had one tech-savvy group that was very anxious in having access, and then, of course, that movable middle, which takes a little longer. The good news is, and this is from my perspective, is that I think texting adoption is going to be much quicker because it is so intuitive. And we have some data that you've shared with us. We do. Uh, So far, from what we see, uh, the average response time is two and a half minutes. Uh, so this means when an advisor is sending a, a text message to a client or a client is sending a text message back, it's only taking them two and a half minutes to respond. So we mm-hmm. think that's great and a great early indicator. Uh, we also mentioned the attestation where, you know, prior to, you know, communicating with the clients via text, the client has to provide their permission and opt in to receive a text message from the advisor. So we don't have any clients who have opted out yet. Um, so I think that speaks to the importance of texting and the importance of this communication method in terms of the, you know, exchange between the client and the advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also within the solution, uh, we use a, a lexicon in order as, as a control method to flag for any inappropriate use of, of messages that are being sent or received. So we don't have any appropriate use, um, so we're happy to share that. Uh, so the things that, you know, may be flagged, which aren't that many at all, are, are dismissed because they aren't, they aren't anything that um, is, a, is, an, is an issue, I'll say. And then the last thing that I'll mention is there's really been no learning curve. I mean, across the board, you know, the feedback has been consistent on ease of use and, you know, the fact that it's intuitive. And so what we're seeing is that uh, there's a high adoption rate because of that, but we're also seeing that our advisors are using it every day to send messages. And so far, what was interesting is that we're seeing the highest traffic days are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's interesting to see the days of the week that uh, our advisors are really kind of, you know, sending, you know, the, the, the most messages uh, to their clients. Well, I think that data is going to help uh, quite a bit in trying to, you know, going through the evaluation process as well as finding the best practice that relates to when's the best time to tax. But so far, the early indicators have been extremely positive. So let's talk a little bit about some of the common uses uh, for text messaging within your group. So in terms of the common uses, I would really classify them into two, two to three different categories, I would say. Uh, so first is what we call, I'll call it a polite greeting. So it's really an introductory communication. So it's good morning. Here's my texting number. Here's how you can communicate with me. Make sure you store my number. 
Um, so that way we can communicate in this fashion. Feel free to reach out to me. It's something really short and sweet, um, mm-hmm. but it's more for introductory. The second category I'll classify as more of, I'll say the acknowledgements category. So this is where uh, someone is sending, maybe they want to set up a meeting, maybe they're running late for a meeting. And, you know, if you're running late for a meeting, you may not be apt to kind of go log on and send an email. You can send a, a quick text message to let them know, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late or I'm running five minutes late. Uh, we also see that our viruses are using it as like reminders for paperwork. So if there's a signature needed. Um, there's something that the advisor can kind of expect to, re- uh, the client rather, can expect to receive soon. It's a, it's a quick reminder. Hey, look out for this. Don't forget to send this in to me um, so that way we can move forward in the process. And then the last category I'll classify as kind of the, the efficiency uh, category, or sometimes I call it the busy category. <laughs> so here what we're seeing is that um, when when calls are being made, so I guess, you know, the advisors may be in a meeting and they're receiving a call from, from the client, they're sending them a text message to say, I'm busy, I'm, I'm in a meeting, I'll call you back in 10 minutes, or I'll give you a call later. So it, it's helping from the standpoint of they're being more efficient with being able mm-hmm. to respond to the client and let them know that they're tied up, but they will get back to them. Um, so we're happy to see that so far they're definitely using it in the way that we expect them to use it and the way that they should be using it. Yeah, advisors are busy people, and there are, and many of them are on the go, you know, visiting from client to client or, you know, getting out and about and networking. So we're really speaking to the common uses, which is really how most people are using text messages, which is really that efficiency, uh, cutting through the clutter and really getting to people. So I love the idea of, you're right, clients are not going to be monitoring their email to know that their advisor is running late to an appointment or that they have to change the date or they're just confirming or sending happy birthday. So definitely all the same common uses we see in regular use. And I think that that's why I think that the adoption of its use is going to grow and probably surpass that for social. Um, You've also started to note some of the best practices. Can you share some of the notable best practices you've seen? Yes. uh, So in terms of some of the best practices, so similar to how we have our control partners involved early on, we also had our advisors involved early on as well. So we, during a concept phase, you know, kind of gave an overview to our advisors of what the solution entailed. Uh, and we received a lot of feedback in terms of, you know, the, the number that they wanted to use. So there are really two options that we provide uh, our advisors. So they have the ability to get a completely new number, a new number that's completely dedicated to texting. Uh, and with that new number, we received some early feedback during the concept phase from our advisors that they really didn't want their clients to remember a new number. Uh, so that's where, again, example, you know, some of the discussions and requests that we had with hearsay. Uh, the landline option is the second option. So our strategy really gives our advisors two different options. They can either choose to get a new number or they can use their office number, uh, as long as it's a landline number, a direct office number, uh, as their texting number. So what we're seeing so far as a best practice is that I would say around 90% of our viruses are choosing to enable the landline. And the reason why they're doing this is because they don't, their clients don't have to remember a new number. You know, it's a number that they use to call them at their office, and now they can send them a text message at that same office number, and it will come through uh, in the app. So they, they love that feature. 
And so let's dig a little deeper. You'd mentioned in the past about the email attestation. Uh, so we're looking at a screenshot here, which shows both the smartphone on the left-hand side and then also the laptop with an email. Can you, can you expand a little bit on this? Yes. Yeah, so what we're seeing so far with best practices on this is that our advisors are finding that it's best to give their clients a heads up. So as they're having a meeting, they're on the phone, they're in person, they're having any type of conversation with their clients, they're letting them know that, you know, they can expect to receive this attestation, that, you know, the, the attestation is needed in order for them to be able to text, uh, send them a text message and they respond. Um, so we're finding that clients are more likely to opt in when that conversation is taking place up front before they even receive the attestation. So we're, mm-hmm. we're excited that that's working well, and that's definitely one of the strongest best practices that we see thus far. Right. So I'm talking about, so when the advisor is actually sitting with their client, that they're using that as an opportunity to let them know that text messaging is a new option for communication, but giving them the heads up to look out for that email so that they can get connected. Yeah, exactly. That's great. So, Bredia, switching gears here and looking at, um, you know, the implementation of this technology, what insights or recommendations would you have for those people who are listening to today's webcast and are interested in looking and implementing this kind of technology for their organization? So the first thing I would say is I I can't express the importance of visuals enough uh, because, you know, we have a lot of conversations. We talk about, you know, concepts. We talk about things in theory. But I think what helps is to be able to connect the visual with the concept that you're talking about. So this is a situation where, you know, I think hearsay, it felt like probably hearsay was in our offices maybe every other day (laughs) for a demo. Uh, But we found that our control partners, the full team, our technology team, actually taking a look at the solution as we talk about all the different components, as we talk about all the functionality, uh, being able to see it and connect it to the concept is definitely helpful and gives them the ability to weigh in and helps us to make more of an informed decision. Uh, and I, you know, I can't mention control partners enough, you know, keeping our control partners in the steps and, in, 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 I would say in the process rather, every step of the way and as early as possible. It, it really gives us the ability to, you know, solve for any issues that may come up, any red flags or anything that we may think um, doesn't conform with our process. It gives us the ability to kind of customize that and get that advice early on uh, to provide for a smoother implementation. And then the last thing that I'll mention is communication. And I I can't talk about communication enough because, you know, we have uh, really a structure where we get all of our stakeholders together, everyone who's impacted in any type of way, uh, and we meet on a weekly basis. So when we talk about a village, this is our village. Our village communicates, you know, whether it be on status, whether it be on issues, how we're going to troubleshoot some things, how we're going to resolve certain things, what's the overall progress and status. Uh, so this piece is very important, I would say, for, you know, hearsay messages, but any type of technology or initiative that you're implementing, make sure that that communication uh, is, is a two-way street and that it's very clear and concise uh, because it definitely provides a, a smooth implementation as well as a launch. Yeah, and that's, once again, extremely important, the communication that's taking place internally within the organization and then expanding that to communicating with your technology partner, which uh, we were very fortunate in working with you throughout this entire process. Um, So now that you've launched the product, uh, where do you see it going next? 
Well, I'm, I'm happy that the feedback has been very positive, you know, thus far. The feedback has really been incredible. So, you know, we've launched and we are looking at uh, a full rollout for later this year. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. And then I'm also excited about some new functionality, um, new functionality with the texting console uh, that has been provided by Hearsay, where it gives our advisors the ability to have a delegate. Uh, so our advisors have, you know, assistants who, you know, really kind of set up appointments for them, communicate with their clients. So it gives our advisors um, and their assistants the ability to send text messages through the desktop uh, in addition to the app. So while someone is in the office at the machine, um, they can send a text message on behalf of their advisor. Uh, and it's kind of like they're communicating, you know, the client is communicating with the advisor uh, in terms of their, their text messages. So we definitely think that this will, it's already efficient, but we think this will help increase the efficiency as well as the productivity. And I, I think that taking as much work off the advisor's plates as possible will help, and it only helps increase adoption here on out. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is interesting. I want to stop right here just from the standpoint and looking at what you're seeing here on the slide. And this is one of the enhancements that I was very proud of that was developed by our product and engineering team from the standpoint that we could have solved just for the text messaging, which is smartphone to smartphone. But the fact that we've incorporated uh, the fact that a lot of advisors are in an office environment and can use their desktop and still use the technology of texting, and more importantly, for the client, the investor, the person who's looking for insurance, for them, the user experience isn't any different than receiving a normal text. And so it really speaks to how people are actually using the technology, but also talking about how people do their work. In this case, the advisor at the office or on the go. So you have these multiple options to maintain that communication. So um, obviously I'm very excited about it. I'm very happy to hear that the feedback from Prudential has been very positive. Um, We now open it up for questions. I have a question already but uh, we'll also see if we can compile anything that might've come in through Twitter or also through the chat feature. Um, I'll start with the question that I have, and that is, uh, Berdia, if you had to do this all over again, we talked about the process and the stakeholders and the control groups, uh, what would you do differently? Hmm, what would I do differently? Uh, so I think we've, ha- we've had definitely a lot of success because within, I think with, within six months of kind of starting to talk about, we were able to launch the product. Uh, but if I had it to do all over again, I don't think I, and this is why I incorporated visuals as one of the mm-hmm. suggestions, but I, because I don't think that I envisioned the amount of demos um, that were needed. Because we, you know, as with anything, sometimes you change resources, you know, throughout the process and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think having um, some of the demos, you know, up front as opposed to maybe staggered throughout the process is something that I would incorporate, you know, very early on uh, and, and keep it consistent. So that way everyone's seeing the same thing, you know, at the same time. Well, great. Thank you for that. And let's see, we have a, another question from the chat. Yeah. Are the text messages secure from a privacy perspective? Do advisors obtain personal info via text? So we have a, um, we utilize like the, the lexicon as a control and we also make sure that you no know, private information in terms of social security numbers and things like that um, are, are communicated through it. So that's our policy. And we have the insight into the data in order to determine 
if there's something like that that's communicated and you know if so you know we have a process in place for like appropriate handling so it's, it's not meant to communicate you know any share any private information okay do we have another question yeah okay how do you monitor or track to ensure they are using the app versus sending messages from their personal device or not via the app? Or do you simply monitor this via policy? So, and that's a very interesting question. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we move forward, you know, with the hearsay messages solution, because it's, I mean, there was no systematic mechanism, you know, prior to this in order to be able to say, okay, well, you know, systematically, we can capture the information, we can archive it, we can supervise it. Um, so our, our, it's been basically kind of guided by policy. Um, but now that we have a systematic mechanism and an efficient mechanism, we are able to know for certain that, okay, um, this is how it's being used, and we can make this more of a compliant requirement if our advisors are going to communicate uh, with their clients via text. So we do have, we do have, and that's just one thing I want to add to that question, um, to my answer to that question. One of the things that we've built into the process internally is kind of our own internal attestation. Um, and so it speaks to the fact of, you know, not having a necessarily systematic mechanism to be able to determine if they're using the app or not. So what we do is we uh, require our advisors to Basically, you know, when they sign up, they're, you know, kind of providing consent and acknowledging the fact that they will be using the Hearsay Messages app for their business text and understanding that we'll be capturing and archiving that information. But what we're also doing is um, they are attesting to the fact that they will not communicate uh, with their clients via text outside of this app. Um, so having that, I think, you know, gives some type of, of, of safeguard uh, against kind of, you know, operating outside of the app. Outstanding. And I think that that's all the questions we have. However, if you are watching this on a replay, I'm going to encourage you to use Twitter and use hashtag hearsay messages. If you have any questions, we will continue to monitor that hashtag on Twitter and get back to you if any questions should happen to surface after the fact. But it goes without saying, Bradia, thank you once again for being such a great partner and sharing your stories both on the process that you went through and discovery, the discovery process and identifying the need for messages within Prudential, how you partnered with us, and then of course the outstanding results and outcomes and feedback and the best practices you were able to share with our group today. Thanks for having me on the call and I, I look forward to a successful implementation. Okay, so that was the recorded webcast with Perdia Chambers of Prudential, who was sharing her experiences working with us on the rollout of hearsay messages at Prudential. And I just once again wanted to say thank you so much to Perdia for taking the time to share her stories and also the outcomes and best practices that they've illustrated throughout this entire process. Now, a couple of highlights that I wanted to point out. It really goes to show that, you know, Text messaging is exactly how people communicate. And the most important thing from my perspective is that it cuts through that clutter. You know, our inboxes of our email are getting filled up. It's really getting more and more challenging to get someone to actually pick up the phone to make a phone call. But when you've got a two and a half minute response rate, an attestation feature which allows people to opt in for that connectivity, and the fact that no one has denied that request, 
it really goes to show that this is exactly how people want to communicate. So empowering the agent and the advisor with this tool set makes it easier for them to really be a lot more efficient and productive when it comes to their communications with their clients and potential prospects. And then there's the added bonus of being able to do this from your desktop, which really speaks to the fact that many advisors may be at their desk and their ability to be able to send this out from their desktop makes it very efficient and productive for them. But at the same time, from the receiver perspective, so this is their client or potential prospect, to them receiving this text message on their smartphone doesn't look any different than the text message they receive from anybody else. So it's completely transparent to the user, in this case, the person who's receiving the text message, that it's being sent from a desktop and that communication channel continues to stay open. So on behalf of everyone here at Hearsay, we hope you enjoyed this podcast, which was a replay of the webcast that we had with Perdia Chambers at the tail end of March talking about Hearsay messages. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at onair at hearsaycorp.com. Or you can also visit the uh, messages page on our website at hearsaysystems.com. As well, send your message uh, using Twitter, uh, using hashtag HSOnAir or hashtag hearsay messages. So plenty of ways for you to reach out, get some information, to find out a little bit more about what we're developing here at Hearsay Systems. So once again, my name is Victor Gaxiola, host of Hearsay on the Air. I want to thank you all for listening once again. And we look forward to having a new show for you in a couple of weeks. Until then, have a great day. This has been a Hearsay Social Production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears, for we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl, cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed, and follow us on Twitter 